Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, my friends, is her video games day. That's combining the Thursday, and video games is what has happened here. They've collided in some sort of LHC, if you will. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. Please have no regard for the amount of heed I have. Take much heed of this spoiler warning. Mmm, things are going to get spoilery in here. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is one million dollars. <laughs> no, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish. Flourish, I say. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is Joker Novelty Shop and Gagatorium. Once again, today's sponsor is Joker Novelty Shop and Gagatorium. Thank you to them for sponsoring this Video Games Day episode. Very much appreciated. This third video games day episode, in which I will be discussing Batman colon Origins. You know what? Is this actually called Batman Arkham City colon Origins? Is, does Arkham work its way into the title somewhere and I just didn't write it down? I can't remember, to be honest with you, to be 100% Amish with you. But uh, it doesn't really matter. If you say Batman and Origins, I think you're going to know what game I'm talking about. You know? You know what I mean? Um, Jelly Bean. For the Batman series, the Batman, I think maybe Arkham series, loved, loved, loved the first game. One of my favorite games. Got all the Riddler things. Like, I spent a lot of time on that game. Uh, second one, I didn't have as much fun. I think it kind of potentially suffered a little bit from that sort of video game disease of releasing games too quickly, too close to one another. Like, I think you need a little time to percolate and let things come to the surface to make it different from your original game. It felt just sort of an extension of the first game and kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, not as good. So, when it came to this game, I didn't immediately buy it. I sort of said to myself, I'm going to wait till the price goes down. And that is what I did. Got it for $30. It was on sale. So uh, half of what it was when it came out. And that is not a bad deal at all. Because this is a very, very fun game. I think the first one is still my favorite, but I think I like this one better than the second one. So rating-wise, I'm going to go... Oh, this is tough. Uh, I think I'm going to go... I don't know if I want to go four. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can go four. Okay, let's go three and a half, and I don't like giving halves, but I'm going to do it in this case with some four moments. Okay? 
that is a convoluted rating, but quite often I give convoluted ratings. In fact, probably most of the time I do, and that will fit right in with my usual convolutedness. <laughs> Something that amused me about this game right off the bat is that I started playing this game on Christmas Eve, and if you have played this game, you will know that it takes place on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> uh, that was not planned. I didn't know that was going to be their story to start on Christmas Eve. It was just a happy coincidence. And uh, probably didn't hurt to sort of pull me into the story when you think about it. I'm there in the sort of Christmas Eve mode, playing a game that takes place on Christmas Eve. It can't help but make me feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm in this. I'm Batman. Game starts out with a prison break featuring Black Mask. Uh, Black Mask is a Batman villain who I don't know too, too much about, just for the reason that uh, he hasn't really appeared in too much of the... He has appeared, but not too much in the animated television shows, which is where I get most of my Batman knowledge from. Like uh, Batman the Animated Series, of course. The Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, Batman Beyond. I've seen all of them, every episode, probably multiple times for most of them. But uh, Black Mask is not a huge part of those things. So uh, I don't really get his deal. From what I've gathered from this video game, he's just a regular dude who has a skull mask. Which uh, I was a little disappointed. I thought like maybe the mask was like fused to his head or something like that. Or... Some accident caused it, so he's got a black skull thing. Uh, I don't know. He's just a human dude. But he is badass in the sense that he runs large criminal organizations. And that's, uh, you know, that takes some balls. Uh, in this first section as well, little uh, little action with Killer Croc, who, uh, I think, was he in both other movies, or both other games as well? Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty tough, just in the sense that he's friggin' ginormous. And uh, that makes you fear for your life. He's probably one of, in terms of just sheer size, one of the biggest bad guys you will face in this game. Uh, the story is that Black Mask has hired a group of eight deadly assassins to kill Batman. Mm, this is interesting just in that this is sort of like a pre-fame Batman. Like, uh, bad guys don't really know of him yet, and he sort of apparently just got gotten started taking care of business, or TCB if you prefer. So, one thing, and they never really explained it, and that is, he has kind of all the gadgets that he did have in the later games, and for, as far as chronologically, so that kind of doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense from a story point of view, but makes sense from a point of view, is point of view of you don't want to lose all of these cool gadgets and gizmos just for the reason that it wouldn't work chronologically in your story. So um, most of the game, definitely the early parts of the game, involved me searching for Black, Black Mask because I got to say, hey, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, dude? What's with all these assassins coming after me? In my search for him, I'm obviously going to come up a bunch of these assassins. Uh, I think the first one, and I'm not even sure if he was assassin so much as someone who I had to talk to in order to find Black Mask, was the Electrocutioner. That's another one that I don't know if he's from the comic books, but I don't ever remember the Electrocutioner from any of my watchings of Batman on TV. Uh, maybe he was created for the purpose. 
of this video game. Maybe he's in the comic books and me saying that he's created for the purposes of those video games has pissed people off who read the comic books. But uh, as I always say when it comes to comic books, I enjoy them while reading them. However, I always sort of afterwards feel like I've cheated on actual books, book books. So uh, kind of stick with those for the most part. Any time that I would have to read comic books, I kind of use to read book books. So it's a choice I've made in my life. It's a life decision choice, basically. One of the first, I guess, was it right after the Electrocutioner, was Deathstroke. Ooh. Deathstroke, definitely, uh, out of this entire game, was the hardest boss. So, uh, kind of interesting to have him so early. And only hard, because I don't think it was sufficiently or at all explained how you had to kill him. Embarrassing to say that uh, I died a shit ton of times to the point where I'm like, fuck this, I'm going to stop playing. <laughs> so my, my sort of choice there was stop playing, just period, or go online and see how to beat him. Once I went online, I saw the easy thing that I was missing that wasn't explained, but once you know how to do it, is simple. Which is not, which is, it's kind of, to be 100% Amish with you, it's, it's not good game making to have something within your game that breaks it to the point where if you don't have this simple little thing explained even minutely, um, it is impossible to get past a certain point. So uh, that seemed a little broken, to be to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of the sort of things around the main story, because that's sort of the beauty of these Batman games, I think, and what makes them addictive is that it's not just all going from point A to point B storyline style. It is an open world game, and you can kind of do what you want when you want, which, again, sometimes for the story purposes doesn't make sense. Like, oh, you've got to get over here quick before uh, this person escapes. And then you spend, you know, friggin' four hours <laughs> looking for data packs. <laughs> Like, eh, well, you know, I know he's in danger, but these data packs aren't going to bust themselves open. Ridiculous. Uh, they did a sort of Far Cry 3-style comm towers, where once you uh, hack the comm towers, you can see where all the collectibles are within a specific area. Uh, and I like that idea, because it, it means that you can, uh, means you'll have a sort of general idea where all the collectible things are within a given area. And I, I I just want to say I've beaten the game, the main storyline, but I haven't finished playing the game, which is uh, which is kind of a nice feeling. I'm going to, this coming weekend, go back in and make the attempt to get all of the Riddler uh, data packs, which there's a lot of them, man, and there's like puzzles to get all of them because it's the friggin' Riddler. So I'll see how I do. I did do it in the first game, so there's potential I can do it here. Uh, I do know where they all are because of unlocking these comm towers, so it's just a matter of figuring out the puzzles. So, wish me luck! Uh, another element is solving crimes, which is an interesting idea. You will use your sort of detective mode, super special goggle things. I don't know, you push a button and then you see red triangles and then scan the red triangles and they'll give you clues in the crimes that have been committed. Uh, it's not used in the main story other than a couple times right off, right at the beginning. But uh, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting 
way of making you feel a little bit like the detective that Batman is. Because Batman, he's not just a guy who goes around kicking ass and taking names. He is, I'd even go first and foremost, a sort of detective at heart, sort of a Sherlock Holmesian detective. So it didn't quite give me that feel of solving crimes, because it's kind of just obvious what you have to do for the most part. Some of it is rewinding and fast-forwarding of the crimes to try to pinpoint what happened, and, and that's that's fun. But uh, I, I kind of wish that was a little more in-depth somehow, and uh, maybe even a little more difficult. We reach a point in the game, uh, halfway? Yeah, maybe near the halfway mark, where we learn that Black Mask has been, in fact, kidnapped. And almost this entire time, in fact, I think you could even go so far to say as the entire time, Although, I don't know if that's accurate. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The timeline, I don't know why I'm dwelling on it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, has been kidnapped by the Joker. The Joker, who is my favorite Batman bad guy. He's just, he's just the bee's knees. And this is cool because of the sort of origins in the title, which will indicate that the Joker and the Batman have not yet met one another. So that sets it up for all sorts of cool, all sorts of cool things. Like, um, Joker sort of, it's almost as if he's trying to figure out Batman, figure out what makes him tick, and there's parts where you're in the Joker's brain and you're playing as him. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy, actually, as you can imagine. It's sort of, uh, it's almost as if he's hypnotized by, uh, Dr. Quinzel, Dr. Harley, it's not Harley Quinzel, it's like Harlan Quinzel. Anyways... At one point, eventually in the future, will be Harley Quinn. That person is uh, has him hypnotized and is asking him questions, and you're like in his brain playing as him. And he's got a sort of underlying terrifiedness of the Batman, which is not something I ever really thought he would have in his insanity. I think potentially I might have not have time to finish this on the way to work. So uh, just let's see what I can do here. Uh, you fight uh, Copperhead. I think that's the only... Oh, no, Copperhead and Shiva are two of the girls that you fight. I think Copperhead was the only one you fought during a story mission. She was pretty tough because she poisoned me. So I had to stumble around and I was having, like, uh, hallucinations. It felt like a little bit like a sequence of events that happened in a Max Payne video game where I was on drugs. So that was tough. Gave uh, Batman a sort of sense of, oh, shit, I'm going to die which uh, you don't really feel quite often in a Batman video game so far. You usually feel pretty powerful. Uh, I went against the Mad Hatter. This was right after I was poisoned and hallucinating, so I went from crazy scenario to crazy scenario where he, uh, I guess, hypnotized? Yeah, I guess that's how you would look at it. And sent me to Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, where I had to rescue a girl named Alice from Wonderland. Again, just sort of crazy imagery and puzzles and fights within there. It's, it's a cool thing for a video game to be able to do that for the reason that if you're in an open world city, cityscape for the entirety of a game, it's nice to just all of a sudden, like with a snap of your fingers, to be in a crazy, totally different fantasy realm at the push of a button. So uh, yeah, I like that sort of feel of insanity. Mm, Mad Hatter. My first battle, was it my first battle? I think it was. My first battle with Bane, that was pretty tough as well. It took place on the rooftop 
while Joker looked on. Uh, Bane was one of these hired assassins, but he's not doing it for the money, doing it for the reason that he freaking hates me. He really, really hates me. Uh, me being Batman. <laughs> yes. Maybe that says something of my psychology, that when I play a Batman game and describe it, I don't say Batman, I say me. Yeah, because I am Batman. And I, you know what? That's probably one of the reasons these games are so good, is because it puts you in the goddamn fucking role of Batman, making you think you're Batman. Which, wow, that's, that's just... Saying that sentence out loud makes me feel both insane, incredibly nerdy, and uh, fills me with a little bit of a sense of awe. Awe! Bane was pretty tough as far as bad guy fights go. I did die a couple of times, not as many... Not even friggin' a quarter as many as I did with uh, Deathstroke. Bane fights always sort of involve pulling tubes. <laughs> pulling tubes! <laughs> I don't mean that in a gay way. I mean that in the, the tubes that feed him his uh, wonder drug that makes him really strong. Those tubes! Uh, I did beat Bane. He did escape, however, in a helicopter. This was the point where... Uh, I don't even know if I'd call it a battle. Oh, no, no, yeah. Uh, this was the point where Bane... Uh, with a rocket launcher, shot the rooftop from the helicopter and just blew the shit out of it. And uh, the Joker goes flying, and I kind of make that Batman-like decision of, well, he's falling to his death off this roof, I can't let him die, and I save him. And this is where Joker, already insane Joker, sort of further loses his mind trying to figure out why Batman would save him. Which is a goddamn good question, because he would save himself a lot of heartache down the road if uh, if he had to let Joker die there. But that's classic Batman. Doesn't carry a gun, will not kill, will save even the Joker, because that's just the kind of man he is. Will bring them to quote-unquote justice, take them to prison, despite the fact that these freaking bad guys are repeatedly breaking out of prison ad nauseum. You know what, one thing I don't get, well, yeah, yeah, one thing I don't get, Bruce Wayne, who is, this is a bit of a spoiler, people, a bit of a spoiler, Bruce Wayne is Batman. I, I'm sorry if I spoiled that for you. Bruce Wayne is a friggin' multi, multi, multi-billionaire. Why doesn't he purchase um, Blackgate Prison or Arkham Asylum? Purchase these prisons and asylums and then run them with all his billions of dollars in order to make sure fully that the friggin' bad guys are not constantly escaping and causing him troubles and mayhem. Huh? How about that for an idea, Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman? Anyways, uh, I didn't have time to finish it totally. Just a few notes to wrap it up, which I will do after I'm done work. Huh, yeah, we'll come back, have a brief talk, and uh, polish her off like so many knobs. So very, very many knobs. That will, of course, leave one final thing to say, which is... Oh, my glob. Look at her butt. I'm a fool to do your dirty... Working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Uh, that was a work day, technically speaking. I should, and will, perhaps give you a little behind-the-scenes action and say that today is 
New Year's Day, Happy New Year's, when you're listening to this, because I'm not going to be posting it this year, 2013, will be posted in 2014. <sighs> so, uh, kind of ridiculous to work on a day like today where um, we had one order go out. An order. Un. One. Which uh, is guaranteed not enough to pay the uh, two of us who had to work today. So, I don't know. Illogical in my books, but I do not complain for the reason that it does no good. So I avoid it. Mm. Uh, where did I leave off? Blackgate Prison? Is that where I left off? Joker captured slash saved by Batman? So what does Joker do when he's in prison? Of course, takes over the prison. Duh, even. This is where there is a uh, fight with Firefly, who is a bad guy I'm familiar with. And uh, that one was pretty tough just for the reason that he can um, fly. <laughs> Which uh, made it, uh, there's a, it wasn't tough per se, other than there was a lot of different strategies that you have to be aware of in order to beat him. Whereas, say with Bane, it's kind of, it's not just beating the shit out of him. There's strategy for him as well, but much, much more so, it felt like, with Firefly. So, in that sense, gave you a nice sense of accomplishment. When you did kick his ass. And kick his ass I did. It was around this uh, section where... Batman sort of has come to the realization that perhaps he cannot face all adversaries alone. He cannot be that lone wolf, and maybe having someone help him on the inside would be beneficial. That someone is, of course, Commissioner Gordon, although I don't think he was a commissioner in this yet. Was he? Uh, I can't actually remember. I, I remember them just calling him Gordon, but not what his designation was, since this is an origin story. I don't think he's commissioner yet. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So it's a sort of a mutual respect building between these two, which will come to be a kind of sort of kind of sort of friendship, although never really chummy. That whole disappearing thing, that's got to get old. <laughs> he does that a couple of times to him here. Just turn around and he's gone. I like that. So, uh, Bane and Joker are together again. Apparently Joker has forgiven him, uh, sure. In his insanity, anything's believable, which is why he makes such a good bad guy. Uh, they've set it up in such a way that if Batman does not kill Bane, then the Joker will die. So there's like a heart monitor on Bane that if it doesn't cease, as in his heart doesn't stop beating, it will uh, electrocute Joker in the electric chair. So Joker, <laughs> freaking insane. I really, really like this evil plot, if that's what you want to call it, to trick Batman into killing one or the other of them. Now, what the Joker did not realize is that Batman has had, has, 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 has had in his possession for a little while now the electrocutioner's electric glove thingamabobs which allow him to electrocute things. Electrocution plus heart beating. Huh? Huh? You see where I'm going with this? Yes, he tricks it into thinking uh, Bane is dead. Tricks the whatever stuff. Uh, this pisses off Joker because he wanted to see how this would turn out and sort of leads to the final showdown between Batman and Joker, their very first showdown, you might say. In fact, you would say, because it is their first showdown. Uh, 
I think it is incredibly difficult to have the Joker and the Batman have a sort of over-the-top crazy fight after fighting people like Bane, who can make himself grow super, super large, uh, Firefly, who can fly and shoot fire, uh, Poison, uh, what was that girl's name? I can't remember. People with all these sort of powers, right? And then you go to Joker, where he doesn't have any powers. He's just sort of insane. And you have Batman, who doesn't have any powers, who's just sort of, well, insane, too, really, when you think about it. So it's kind of like just two insane human beings fighting. And it seems almost a little anticlimactic in, in certain regards. So that's just kind of what I felt of it. Uh, in the first game, I think it was the first game anyways, a bit of a spoiler that uh, the Joker took Bane's formula and grew super, super large. So that gave that final battle a little bit more of a, an immediacy, a little bit more of a threat factor. Whereas this, I just kind of threw him around the prison church a little bit and then uh, arrested him. The end. It's that sort of classic scenario of, should I kill him? Because I know he will eventually kill others. Which shouldn't be knowledge I have. I should assume that because I'm putting him in prison, that is where he will stay. But no, I have to make the assumption that he's going to break out at some point and kill a shit ton of people. The end. The end of our talk. Uh, I did mention my few final notes here are just saying uh, that I'm going to do some cleanup now, which I already mentioned this morning. Uh, there's sort of two parts to the Riddler game side of things. One is going around the city and breaking these... Uh, what are they? They're not cameras. There's like these antennas all over Arkham. Or sorry, all over Gotham that I have to go around and hit with my, my Batarang and bust up. I've already done all of that. Broken every single one. Take that, Riddler. However, there's a second part, a much, much more involved part, whereas around the city there's maybe, I don't know if there's a hundred, uh, let's say fifty. Fifty to a hundred of these antenna that I have to break and that I've done. Then there's these data packs that are secreted around as well. Those, not only is there a shit ton more of them, but they're not usually or not always just sort of sitting there for me to pick up quite often there's uh, puzzles i have to solve in order to get them puzzles involving all the sort of gadgets i have at my disposal so i'm uh, kind of looking forward to that uh, i'm going to save it for the weekend though despite the fact that i have tomorrow off because it is new year's new year's what i'm going to do now to wrap this up is say to you happy new year's Tomorrow, from my perspective, from your perspective, it will be in the past. This is what you call a time-traveling New Year's wish of happiness. Lovely. That will, of course, leave one final thing to say, which is, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? 